Glory to God in the highest. Hosanna. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna to the son of Abraham. Hallelujah. His name is Jesus. From the genealogical line of Judah. His name is Jesus. From the birth of the Virgin Mary. His name is Jesus. Um, spit on, talked about, laughed at, pierced in his side, crown of thorns on his head, whipped all night long, beat unrecognizable, crucified on a cross between two thieves. His name is Jesus. Um, the one that's the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, the A and the Z, the beginning and the ending, the bread of life, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the Almighty God, El Shaddai, whatever you want to put in His name is Jesus. Because there's salvation in the name of Jesus. It's power in His name. And we just want to give Him praise for all that He's done and what He still is doing in our lives. And we just want to give Him glory for one more time. Glory to God. This is a day the Lord has made. Let us do something radical today. Let us rejoice. And be glad in it. Yes, that is radical. Hallelujah. When you rejoice and be glad in the day that the Lord has made. You may have got some bad news, but rejoice anyway. You may have suffered a breakup, but rejoice anyway. You may have suffered somebody um, that was dear to you, betrayed you, but rejoice anyway. The enemy don't like it when you rejoice anyway. The devil don't like it when you decide to give God the praise anyway. To give him glory anyway. To bless his name anyway. Hallelujah. Give him the praise right now. Worship him in, in the spirit and truth. If you can pray in tongues, begin to pray in tongues. If you can pray with your understanding, begin to pray in your understanding. Begin to clap your hands. You don't need an organ. You don't need a guitar. You don't need a saxophone. You don't need a crowd. All you need is to open up your mouth and give him the praise that is due to his name. Somebody right now, oh God, some praise. For it is him and in him we live and move and have our very being. And so we want to give God the glory that is due to his name. Come on, God bless you and keep you. We want to start back um, in the book of Galatians. We were there, I believe it was a couple of days ago. And we, what we want to do is we want to start back in the book of Galatians and seeing what does say of the Lord. We want to get dive into the word of God just to find out exactly what he has for us. Glory to God. See, it, it is amazing sometimes that this book, did you know this Bible, this book is like a wheel. And when someone passes away, a wheel is um, um, read to the peoples. And you see what you got from and, and passing away maybe of a loved one or maybe somebody that you was dear to. And they may live a, live a will, and in that will, you may get property, you may get lands, you may get houses, you may get money, you may get uh, collections and different things that they want to leave to you and give to you. 
Well, when Jesus Christ died, he left a will. <laughs> and once you start getting to the word of God, you'll find out what he has for you. But the, the will of the Lord is, is supersedes the will of a, of a man or a woman that died. Because when the Lord Jesus Christ died, he rose again from the grave. So when you start reading the will of the Lord, he's going to make sure, double sure that you get it. <laughs> All you got to do is call on his name. And you can see exactly what God has for you. God bless you and keep you. Get, go with me to Galatians chapter 3. We was in um, chapter 3 the last time, we believe. I'm going to start reading at verse number 13. And I'm just going to bless your heart real quick. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For his written curse is everyone that hangs on a tree. And that's what Jesus Christ was doing when he was dying people on the cross. He was being a curse for you. Because the Bible says, curse is everyone that hang up on a tree. And that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. The blessings of Abraham are on you right now. You ought to declare that I have the blessings of Abraham over my life right now. I pray that the blessings of Abraham manifest itself in your life right now. I pray that every single blessing that the Lord has for you manifests itself in your life right now. I pray that you no longer be distracted by the world, but you start being distracted by the power of God. And I ask right now, that your desire now, your desire for the word of God and the will of God and the power of God be more than your desire for things of the world. He says that the blessings of the Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That's how you receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. It's through faith. Brother, I speak in the matter of man, though it's only a man's covenant. Yet if it confirmed, no one ain't an anos and adds to it. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say seeds as of many, but as of one. And to your seed, who is Christ? The seed that was promised to be blessed from Abraham is Christ. Now watch this. But because you are hooked up with Christ, because you've been baptized into Christ, because you've been baptized in Jesus' name, because you've been filled up with the Spirit of God, now you are blessed with Christ because you and Christ now are one. Hallelujah. When you believed on Jesus Christ, you became one with him. When you believed on Jesus Christ, he took over your body. On the inside of your body is Christ. When God sees you now, he sees his son, Jesus Christ. Do you, do you understand how God looks at you? See, God looks at you differently than you see yourself. You see, some of you have low self-esteem, so you see yourself as just this person or that person or whatever your parents named you. But it's much more than that if you believe on Jesus Christ. You should see yourself as a conqueror. You should see yourself as an overcomer. You got to see yourself as the one who rose from the grave. You should see yourself as all power. You should see yourself uh, as the one that has peace and not depression. You, can, you should see yourself. The situation that you're in right now, it is impossible for you to stay there once you realize who you are. Once you realize who you are, then you start realizing, no, I'm, not, I'm living beneath my privilege. I got I to go higher in the Lord. 
Watch what else he says here. In which I say that the law, which was 430 years later, cannot um, disqualify the covenant that was confirmed by God in Christ, that it shouldn't make the promise of no effect. The law came before the spirit. <laughs> but the law doesn't disqualify the spirit. The promise God made with Abraham came before the law was even established. And the spirit came after the law was established. In the middle, you got that law. Yeah, Cabo. But in the middle, in the middle, here's a revelation. The here's a revelation. Here's a revelation that's got it from God. Is that the promise that God made to Abraham came before the law was written. And the promise of the Spirit of God, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, came after the law was written. In the middle of the promise and the spirit is the law. But in the Lokobadiaka, Jesus Christ was crucified in the middle of two things. My God in here. And in that middle represents the law being nailed to the cross and being taken out of the way. Being fulfilled in Jesus. Now you have the promise. Now you're able to get the promise, which was before the law. And also you're able to get the spirit that is after the law. It's in the middle of that thing. God has how God has blessed you. Listen to what else For if the inheritance is of the law, don't you know that you got an inheritance? I told you. So, like when you say, like you say, like I'm saying, when somebody dies, they, they read off a will, you get an inheritance. You have an inheritance of the Holy Spirit. For if the inheritance is of the law, it is no longer a promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Let's keep reading verse 19. What purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions. To the seed should come to whom the promise was made. It was appointed through angels by the hand of the mediator. That the law came to show you that you needed Jesus Christ. The law came to show folks that they needed Christ. They needed a savior. They needed someone to come down and die for the sins of the whole world. Because couldn't nobody keep it. My God in here. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only. But God is one. It is the law that is against the promise. Is the law against the promise of God? Certainly not. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, true the righteousness would have been by the law. Other words, what he's saying is this, is that there was no law that we could keep to make us righteous. There was no law that we could keep to get us to heaven. There was no law that we could keep to get us the spirit of God. That's why Jesus Christ had to come and die for the sins of the whole world. But the scripture has confined all under sin. Everybody's under sin. Everybody has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. The promise of the Spirit is by the faith of Jesus Christ. Once you recognize that I can't do it by myself. Once you acknowledge and recognize, I can't do this thing by myself. I'm not uh, so holy, so righteous that I, I can do this thing by myself. No, I need a savior. I need a savior. Habo Shaka. And that is one is Jesus Christ. But before faith came, we were kept under the guard by the law, kept for faith, which 
I the word will be real. Therefore, the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by faith. The law taught us that we needed Jesus Christ. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Did you know that you are a son of God? That you are a child of God right now? Did you know that? Through faith in Christ Jesus, you have become a son of God. You become the children of God through faith. Through the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's giving you power to become the sons of God. You ought to rejoice right now because of that. You're the sons of God through faith, not through your works, not through your actions, not because you're so good, not because you do everything right, not because you don't every now and then make some mistakes, may curse somebody out. I don't know what you got going on in your life. But I do know one thing. You're not the sons of God based off your actions. But you're the children of God based off your faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you, let me tell you what happened to you when you was baptized. Though. Because some don't know. When you were baptized in that liquid grave. When you were baptized in water. Let me tell you what you've done. The Bible says in Galatians 3 and 27, it says this. For as many of you were, were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. That's what you've done. When you when you was baptized in that water, they baptized you in. They put you under that water. And when you came up out of that water, you put on Christ. <laughs> you know how you put a coat on? That's what you did. You put on Christ. Now watch this. Habushikerabaha. But this is a permanent. It was a permanent putting on. Hmm. If you check, the, if but, but your body has this this skin on it. Yes, it does. Your body has the skin on it. Beneath your body, you have these the skeleton. Your skin you put on. Abu shaka. Your body was dressed with that skin. You can't take it off, baby. You put on Christ. You can't take it off, baby. When you came out of the liquid grave, that's what you did. You put on Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That's what you did. You put on Christ. Watch this now. Because you put on Christ, here's what happened. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's not a slave nor free. There's not a male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. So you can stop all the ridiculous talk talking about who the real Jews. <laughs> because once you put on Christ, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's not a slave nor free. That's not a male nor female, but we are all one in Christ Jesus. This thing ain't about a skin color. Once we realize the mystery, we understand that God is the God of all the, all the earth. He's the God of all people. Whosoever will, let him come in. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. 
and heirs according to the word. You are an heir. What promise? The promise of the Holy Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit. You are heirs according to the promise. My God in here. God's going to bless him to bless you. Curse him to curse you. He's going to make your name great. He's going to bless you exceedingly. He's going to bless you exceedingly abundantly above all your ass to think according to the power that work in me. The only thing you got to do is just work. The only thing you got to do is just move. No, ain't nothing going to fall out the sky. If you want the blessings, go out and take it. You want your life better, go out and take it. You want to do something different, go out and do it. But one of the main things that what you're going to have to do is is stop being distracted. Let me show you. Let's go into uh, chapter four of Galatians. Let's see what else God has. Now I say that an heir, as long as he is a child, does not defer from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might be received adoption of sons. He redeemed us when he came down here and down on the cross. That's what he was doing. He was redeeming us from the curse of the law. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Because we are sons of God, God sent forth his spirit into our hearts. We cry out, Abba, Father. Don't you know that he's your father? You got to make this thing personal. But then indeed, when you were did not know God, you served those which by nature are not God's. But now after you have known God, or rather are known of God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? He says, don't turn back to your former ways of trying to be saved by yourself. Do you desire again to be in bondage? If I release you from the law, if I release you from trying to perform, if I release you from thinking that you have to perform to be a child of God, thinking that you got to be perfect to be a child of God, thinking that you got to keep these different rules and regulations to be a child of God, if I release you from the curse of the law, because the curse of the law is sin and death. If I release you from sin and death, do you desire again to be in bondage? You're already a child of God. You're already saved. You already got the spirit of God. Doesn't matter what nobody says or think about you. How they call the Bible is it, 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 very clearly understands this is that the world can see you one way. Church folks can see you one way. But you gotta start seeing yourself the way God sees you. And God sees you as saved and filled up with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. Look what else uh, Paul says to Galatian church. He says, I am afraid for you, lest I have belabored for you in vain. Brother, I urge you to become as I am, for I am as you are. You have not injured me at all. You know that because of the physical infirmity, I preached the gospel at you at the first. And my trial, which was in my flesh, you did not despise nor reject, but you received me as the angel of God, even Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you with you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes for me. 
I therefore become have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. There's a lot of it's a lot of reactions to truth. Some some people can proclaim the truth. Some people accept it. Some people attack it. <laughs> There's a lot of reactions to truth. But you can actually become someone's enemy just because you told him the truth. Paul said, I can't lie to you. If you be circumcised, it won't profit you anything. If you keep all these things and concern the law, it's not going to profit you anything. If you're trying to be saved because from your own works, because you don't, you don't give so much money to this cause, or if you're trying to be saved simply by your own merits, your own holiness, your own righteousness, it's going to profit you nothing. The only way you can be saved is through the Lord Jesus Christ, believing on his death, burial, and resurrection. You may think you're so good and you think that you're better than everybody else. You may think that you're more holy and more religious than everybody else. And you may have people even now worshiping you and other men worshiping you, thinking that you're the, 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 the main thing that's going on and that you're so holy than everybody else. Profit you nothing. Unless you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going to all perish. So he says this, have, have I become your enemy? By telling you the truth. Because sometimes if you tell people the truth, then you become their enemy. If you tell people the truth, and people don't like that. Because <laughs> people want to feel superior to other folk. So if you come telling them that, no, nah, you're not superior to anybody. We all believe on Jesus Christ. That's how we all got saved. And that's how we all stand saved. Through that. It hurts people's egos when you're telling the truth. <laughs> People think they got a reputation to maintain. But when you tell them the truth, it causes problems. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Abu Shadiyah. They zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealous in a good thing always, and not only when I am present with you. He says, my little children, whom I labor, birth again into Christ before men you, I would like to be present with you now to change my tone, for I have doubts about you. He says, I'm having doubts about you. He said, I don't preach the gospel to you, but now I'm having doubts. Because some of you might have believed in vain. Some of you have decided that you're going to do your own thing. Some of you have decided that you don't need to believe on Jesus Christ. He so now I got to travail and birth you again until Christ be formed in you. That's what he wants to do. And that's what I want to do. I want Christ to be formed in you. I want to per, perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Because false doctrine can make you sick. Trying to be saved by your own works can make you sick. Because as soon as you mess up, now you feel like you're unworthy that you're not saved anymore. <laughs> Soon as you mess up, well, maybe I'm not worthy. Maybe I'm not saved no more. No, you've been saved. There's people in the world right now 
sit in a pulpit not knowing if they're saved or not. There's people coming to church every Sunday thinking that their salvation's in jeopardy every Sunday. There's people that's going to work day by day thinking that they're in jeopardy of losing their salvation. There's people right now, if the Lord was to come back right now, thinking they would go there. They're not sure if they'd go to hell or to heaven right now. That's a dangerous spot to be in. But do you believe on Jesus Christ? Do you, have you been baptized in his name? Have you received the spirit of God? Then you are the sons of God. Look at look at uh, Galatians again. And we're going to look at Galatians chapter 4 again. And we'll start reading again at verse, look at verse 21. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? For it's written, Abraham had two sons, the one by bondwoman and the other by a free woman. Now, if you've been with me some time, you know exactly what he's talking about here. Because when you check earlier podcasts, I preached on, I talked about Abraham, Hagar, and Sarah. And how Abraham had a child by Hagar. And also he had a child by his wife, Sarah. <laughs> Abraham had two sons. One by a bondwoman and the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. And he is of the free woman through promise. Hallelujah. Which things are symbolic for these that are in two covenants. The one from Mount Sinai, which gives birth to bondage, which is Hagar. Hagar brings forth bondage. And this is Hagar's Mount Sinai in Arabia. Corresponds to the trans Jerusalem, which is now is, is in a bondage with her children. But Jerusalem above is free, which is the mother of us all. Lord have mercy. Hold on for a minute. He's saying that, that my God, that's why the bond woman had to leave the house. But the free woman could stay. Which is letting you notice that the true children of Abraham are those that are of faith. Even though Abraham had two sons. But the true children of Abraham are those. Oh, this is deep. Oh, this, this might get me in trouble. The, 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 the true children of Abraham are those that are of faith. You're feeling guilty for letting some things go in your life. They are a part of you. And they may be a part of you. But they're not what God promised for you to have in your life so it says some things in your life you're just going to have to let go even though they are a part of you but yet they cannot go with you to the promise because the people who are not of the promise will always hinder you and distract you from the main goal that God has for you in your life that's why sometimes you, you can love somebody but yet we can't be together because just because you're in love with somebody you love somebody that doesn't mean y'all supposed to be together my God in here he had two sons for us written rejoice O barren you who do not bear and break forth and shout you do not travail for the desolate has many more children than she who has a husband now let me, let me let's go deeper into this thing this is Galatians chapter 4 hang in here with me now don't 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 get discouraged. There's a revelation coming out. I don't know what high it's going to go down. <laughs> oh, shy. 
Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. Listen, you are the children of promise. That's who you are. But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, even so it is now. Listen, you've got people in your life right now. They may be some family members, friends, best friends, co-workers. There are certain people in your life that try to come to hinder your growth in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son, for the son of the bondwoman should not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brother, we are not the children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Listen, there's some people in your life, you love them, but they can't go, they can't go that far with you. You still love them, but they can't go as far. They can only go so far. There's some folks in your life you may have to cut ties with. Even though you got history with them. There's some folks in your life you may have to cut some ties with. Even though you may have shared the same bed at one point. You may have shared the same DNA at one point. My God here. Look at Galatians chapter 5. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty with which Christ has made us free. And then I in be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. What is bondage? Bondage is trying to perform every Sunday or trying to perform every day to be a child of God. Bondage is trying to uh, do everything completely right just to be a child of God. Bondage is trying to make sure, oh my God, I think I might be going to hell. Oh my God, I make sure. And it's, that is bondage. But freedom is in freedom in Christ Jesus to know that you're already the son of God, that you're already the man of God, that you're already free, that you're already seated together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When you're in that kind of bondage, the way you think you got to perform, then you start feeling inferior around other people. Because you think they're so holy and you think they're so good. No, they will save just like you. <laughs> By the same way, believing on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Indeed, he says, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who will become circumcised that is a debtor to keep the whole law. He said, you got to keep the whole law. You're obligated to keep the whole thing. <laughs> you have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. Listen, if you try to be justified by your works, you try to be justified by the declared righteous by your by your actions, then you've fallen from grace. It is by grace are we saved through faith. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. You ran well. Who hindered you? From obeying the truth. You did run well. But who did hinder you. That you should not obey the truth. You did run well. Who's telling you that you're not saved though. You did run well. Who's telling you that you're not good enough. You did run well. Who's telling you now that you're. That they in doubt of your salvation. Is that right. Because they and man. No, no man has any heaven or hell to put you in. What is the truth? The truth of the gospel. 
let's go deeper into this thing. How y'all shock up? Hold up, we might be running out of time. God bless you. We may have to finish this one tomorrow. I'm not certain. Maybe we can get some more scriptures out. Look at verse 8. This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I used to look at that scripture. People used to that scripture and they say, well, okay, well, here's what happened. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. They say, well, um, just if you hang out with people and um, they start persuading you um, to sin. But from reading these scriptures, I'm realizing that what he's talking about here is the little leaven is the people who think they're holier than thou. Religious folk think that they are greater than or more than other people. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you have no other mind but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brother, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross is ceased. Men and women of God in the Bible, they went through great persecution because they was preaching the cross. Because there's preaching that you can be to be saved only one way. When you start preaching to folks salvation in Jesus' name, it can bring persecution your way. It can bring attacks your way. I've seen it happen. It just recently happened to me. My body is being attacked right now. But if I perish, just let me perish. I'm still going to see the king. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's where you're headed. You're going to see the king. And I, and I brother, if I still preach circumcision, watch this. Verse 12. If I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do I use liberty as an opportunity for, uh, for the flesh through love serve one another. So what he's saying is, even though you've been called to liberty, he's, does, does he saying that we can go out and live any kind of way because we're saved by grace and faith? He said, no, they, they, he ain't saying that. He's saying that because we've been called to liberty, don't beat yourself up every time you make a mistake. Don't be in doubt of the salvation that God has given you. Every time something happens. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. God is calling us to love one another. But if you bite and devour one another, be realized you be consumed by one another. I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Habushaka. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the flesh fights against the spirit. Let me tell you what's going on with you. You still have this flesh. But on the inside of you, you got spirit. And every day it's a fight. It's a personal fight. Of who's going to gain control of your mind. Whether your old ways or your new ways. Oftentimes, your old ways wins. Because some of us, the old ways been winning for a long time now. But it doesn't have to be that way. 
These two are contrary to one to another, that you cannot do the things which you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. What's being led by the Spirit? <laughs> led by the Spirit is being led by the hope of the gospel. Now, the works of the flesh are evident, which are, here we go, the works of the flesh. I'm getting ready to read the works of the flesh. You may find yourself in these works of the flesh. But let's see what's going on. It says adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lightness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revilers, and like of which I tell you before, just as I told you in time past, that those which practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Did you hear that? When you start looking at that, did you, you're like, woof, because you start finding yourself in these things and the works of the flesh. And when you hear him say that those who practice and do these things should not inherit the kingdom of God, you start thinking, oh my God. Uh, he's saying that I ain't going, I'm not going. It's not what he's saying. <laughs> he's saying people who are in the world, people who are led by the flesh, people who have not decided to make Jesus Christ their choice and they're doing these things, they are the ones who are not with Herod the King. But he's not talking about you. You who are saved. You who are filled with the gift of the Holy Spirit of God. Because you are saved and filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You've been washed. You've been justified. You've been cleansed from all these things. Why would he say that the works of the law and doing the works of the law can't save you? And then turn around and say, that okay if you're doing certain all these things you're going to hell that's he just contradicted himself if that's what he's saying now what is he saying if he now what am I saying what is he saying he's saying it's good to do these things no God forbid <laughs> but you're going to have to let God work on you Because some of you used to do these things, but you don't do them no more. Mm -hmm. And some of you still doing a certain amount of these things, but not like you used to. Actually, some of you actually uh, had a wild sexual past, but now you're looking for a husband or a wife. You don't want to be out in the streets no more. But you find yourself getting caught up in certain things like this because you are looking for a husband or wife. And you feel like you got to give it up right then and there. In order to keep somebody and you don't. Now, if you're looking for a husband or wife, you don't. Ah, bullshit. I know I'm in somebody's wheelhouse now. I know I'm talking to somebody right now. A lot of people have given up their bodies in hopes of keeping someone and they even want to at the time. Because when the Holy Spirit really starts convicting and speaking with you, ah, bullshit, you'll find yourself not wanting to do the things that you used to do. Ah, yeah, I call you so cool, my heart. 
He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We need self-control in order to stop these works of the flesh. And that's one of the things that I pray that is manifest in the people of God, and that is self-control. Because we speak in tongues, we run the aisles, we sing, we dance, we do all these things. We got gifts of the Spirit, we lay hands, we uh, preach and teach, we all, but in self-control is something that seems like we, we, we don't have. We need to get that back. Self-control. And it says, against us there is no law. For those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. We're going to have to learn how to crucify the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And I'm about to pray right now. Hallelujah. He says, brother, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, concerning, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Here you are. If you're overtaken in the fault. So now he comes back and say, well, if you're overtaken in the fault, restore such a one. Pray for one another. Bear you one another's burden, so so for you the law of Christ. If anyone thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceived himself. But let everyone examine his own work. Then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in one another. For each one shall bear his own load. Let him who is taught in the word share in all good things with him that teaches. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. But whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. But he who sows to his flesh will of his flesh with corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Listen, I want to pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we thank you, Father God, for your special name among men. Father God, I'm praying for my brothers and sisters' self-control and that we are learning, Father God, not to continually get ourselves involved in things that will cause us to be back in bondage that cause us to think that we're not saved or delivered or set free. And I ask this thing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you and keep you. Listen, if it's a word, then I must have did it. And if it's not, then I wasn't with it. Stay committed.